He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. Who needs more friends? I mean, good friends. We're in the holiday season, and this is a great time to fill that gap if I'm talking about you. Because if you're 25, you're peaked out right now. Yeah. (laughs) We lose friends due to life changes starting around 25. We move, so people aren't as close or available anymore. We get married or into a steady relationship, so either we don't have time for them or they don't have time for us, because you know your partner is your priority then for your free time. Or maybe you start a career and you definitely don't have time. If they don't work with you, you don't see them. So time is a big factor in losing friends, and we begin to prioritize family, if we have a family. And we don't have any time for ourselves, much less friendships. Our interests can also change. So that's another reason we lose people. And if we notice that some relationships aren't really healthy, then we tend to let those go. So people just start dropping away over time until we look around and there's like, oh, there's nobody here. And it's really important to look at this because loneliness is the new smoking. It's like 15 cigarettes a day is the impact of not having good quality friendships. 36% of people say they're lonely. And 63% of young adults suffer loneliness. So it's worse for young people. And people with few meaningful social contacts have a greater chance of dying of all causes. That's pretty extreme, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Friends give us a reality check. They can tell us when we're out of line. When we are in trouble or, or even when we're doing really well. So they help to keep us present and focused and real. Friendships teach us lessons and sustain our social skills. If you've been isolated due to COVID, you know what I mean. The social skills get rusty if they're not used like anything, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Friendships also give meaning and purpose to life. It's like if you're in isolation, I used to work in a prison and and we had an isolation ward. And for some people, it was a good break to get away from all the drama outside. But you stay in there for a while and it gets to be, it can challenge your your mental stability. So we really do (laughs) need contact and stimulation to give us meaning and a purpose for life. Friends also help us to reduce stress. It's just having somebody to listen to you to hear you, to talk to. People need people. 
Friends stimulate us mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You know that. They motivate us to do things that are shared interests. So if I like ping pong, you like ping pong, we're more likely to play ping pong. So they, that helps us to be well in all aspects with mental health, improved immune system. And they also help us to feel safe. If you and I are in the same boat or we agree on things, or even if I just feel like you got my back, I'm going to feel safer. And that's a real benefit too. But toxic friendships are associated with illness. So they're just the opposite of healthy ones. They're associated with mental illness, stress, and just not feeling really good. So it's a good idea to ditch the toxic ones. And I want this to be the last year that you don't have as many friends that you'd like or friends with the quality of connection that you like. It's not you, it's me, right? So what that means is that it's up to you to change this. And today I'm going to tell you how using the same techniques that you already know because these are the techniques that you used when you were a kid. If you are of the Goonies generation, ET, stand by me, you did this. If you're older than this and you're the Playdate community, you probably didn't do this and you're hearing it for the first time, but it's the first time for everything. Okay. So when we were little kids, we had time. We had nothing to do but play. And if you want to have friends, you're going to have to make time. Because remember, I said that time was one of the biggest factors to losing friends. So I met this girl in a workshop. And this workshop was made up of people who got together regularly. And I was the only one who was new. We were pairing up to do some work together. And the rule was that you could not work with someone that you came with. And the teacher recommended that we not work with someone that um, they'd worked with before. And we were down to four people. The person who was picking her partner came with one of the four. So she wasn't going to pick her. That left me and a man. And she chose the man. <laughs> now, that doesn't sound like a great beginning of a relationship. But it turned out that that woman was pretty cool. We talked at lunch. And she had some interesting stories. I wanted to hear more. So I asked for her social media profile. And we connected. I don't think she expected to ever hear from me again, but I reached out to her and asked if we could get together. Now, she lived three hours away, and I didn't expect her to come and meet me because she wasn't asking to see me, so I offered to drive down to meet her for lunch. So I made time for her. Now, most of us aren't going to be going to all that trouble, but we do have to make time for our old friends and new ones. When I was a kid, I saw my friends every day, all day. That's how we got to know each other and like each other. Time is important. The other things that kids have available are prospects. So kids of the same age, culture, grade. And when we were in school, we had like 20 to 30 kids around who were the same age, going through the same type of stuff, learning the same stuff, who lived in the same neighborhood. So we at least had some of the same cultural influences and same life experiences. This meant we had our pick of people to be friends with. As adults, we don't have this shopping mall of opportunity. Lots of people we work with just aren't prospects. Their lives are too different to mesh well with ours. So we have to create prospects. So I found the woman in the spiritual workshop that I was interested in. And none of my other friends were remotely interested in this topic. So it was a benefit to me to nurture that relationship. And if you want friends... 
who like what you like or have something in common with you, you have to seek them out. Kids make friends because they're open, curious, and willing. So when you are three years old, or you can imagine a three-year-old with a new tricycle, this kid will go around and go up, hey, you want to ride my tricycle? If somebody says no, he just goes up to the next one. Hey, you want to ride my tricycle? If they say no, he just goes up to the next one and on and on and on until somebody finally gives him the time of day. And you need to demonstrate that with the people that you meet. Ask questions. Don't take it personally if they don't want to talk to you. Just move on to the next person. See it as social practice. The more no's you get, the closer you get to a yes. So just keep going until you find someone that you click with and want to have more than just one conversation with. So I think one of the things that discourages people is a no. It's just a no. Not a big deal. Keep it moving. And be a dog, not a cat. Cats are standoffish, judgy, moody. They only want attention when they want it. They only want it how they want it. Dogs like everybody. They find everybody interesting. People like being interesting and will open up to you if you seem genuinely interested. Now, don't be creepy or nosy like you have an agenda. The only agenda is getting to know them to see if you want to spend more time with them. If you want to spend time with them and spend enough time with them, you'll become friends. It's one step at a time. And kids don't go up to strangers and say, will you be my friend? Until someone says yes. They nurture the relationship and let it develop naturally, right? Another wonderful quality of kids is that they're vulnerable. They'll talk about things that they later learn to filter out of their conversations, like feelings. Fill things out. If it seems okay to go there, take the lead. When we're vulnerable, we send the vibe that we trust the other person. This helps them to trust us. It's a bond creator. Try it. Another thing that kids do that helps them make friends easily is that they see the same people day after day, either in the neighborhood or at school. And this is a key because we don't like strangers, do we? We find strangers suspicious and we keep our distance. But if you see someone often, your brain says, hey, that guy's familiar, and you drop your guard. If you've ever seen a newscaster or a teacher or preacher and then seen him in a different environment, and you had to catch yourself because you thought, hey, I know you, but you really don't, you know what I mean. If you want this to work for you, go to the same place at the same time. Chances are you'll start seeing the same people over and over, and the familiarity vibe will kick in and make it easier to talk with them and become friends. This could be your gym, your church, the local dog park, a library, a coffee spot. Just think of where you'd like to hang out with your new friends and start going there. Now, if this sounds easy, it's not, but it's also not impossible. One of the potential barriers is the sex question. Many people will wonder if you're cozying up to them because you're romantically interested in them. This happened with me, with the woman that I met at the workshop. We met up for lunch, had a great lunch, and I knew she was a lesbian, but I'm not. I wasn't making any passes at her, but she said that her friend was betting that I was hitting on her. I told her that I wasn't, and that was that. The issue never came up again. It doesn't have to be hard, but this question probably will come up. I don't know what to talk about is another issue that comes up. If you're strangers, this can be a lot easier or a lot harder than talking to people that you know well because 
you have so much new territory to wander around. You can always talk about pop culture, life experiences, your common interests, work, family, or current events. If you're really comfortable with yourself and you're doing something chill, maybe you don't even need to talk at all. So when I met the new person, we didn't really talk at the workshop because the workshop was focused on doing things. So we only talked in in between. So really when I I met her for lunch, it was like we were talking for the first time. Uh, And I didn't know her from Adam, but we didn't have any empty space. And I think that was because I was genuinely curious about her and her experiences. And when you're like that and you lean into that, like, wow, you're just so interesting. Tell me about you. People are happy to fill that space and it's just easy. So being open and curious really helps a lot. Another thing that makes making new friends hard is trust. Kids are wide open and haven't had their hearts broken too much, but by the time we're adults, we're wary. We don't let our guard down easily. Just know that taking things slow is good and go slow while also keeping in mind that it takes about 50 hours of contact for an acquaintance to become a friend and about 200 hours of contact to become a close friend. And if you want meaningful relationships, you have to put in the quality time. There's no way around it. Sharing time and safety will help you to build that trust. Ready, but still nervous and have to build up to it? My suggestion is to devote 10 minutes a day to socializing. This can be to sustain current relationships, build social skills, or create new friends. It doesn't matter. Just commit to texting, talking, smiling, listening, engaging in a group chat, or whatever. Be social for 10 minutes a day and see if it makes a difference. If it's face-to-face time, be present. No scrolling on the phone. Promise you it will make a difference. If you want a safe place to practice, come on over to my free community. You can practice your social skills, get to know yourself, get to know other people, and share yourself. It's not the same as a live relationship, but it is practice. And we are actually doing 30 days of sharing. So every day is a prompt. You just say something about yourself and kind of get used to the oh my God factor after you hit send. It goes away. (laughs) It gets easier. And make no excuses. It's easy to say people suck. There are no quality people out there. People have poor boundaries, yada, yada, yada. But it's not about them. It's about you. The Surgeon General says that the number of relationships we have, how often we engage with them, the quality of those relationships, and the degree to which we can count on those people matter. And it's the difference between being healthy and not healthy. Seriously. Let 2023 be the last year you spend the holidays alone or unhappy by starting now. Fill up your heart with gladness and share yourself. Start small. Go for connecting with your neighbors. Living in a neighborhood where people know each other leads to a 20% drop in crime. You could lead that charge. Being attached to your community is another way to feel belonging. And only 16% of us have that. That's a pretty low stakes way to feel better. So what are you going to do? Let me know in the comments. Hold yourself accountable and make this holiday season better than the last. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week or in the free community. If the podcast is useful, like, share, subscribe, and review. It helps to keep us going. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, 
Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.